the blessing to begin another day of life, the blessing to be able to change, the blessing for each and every one of us to be able to work on ourselves. One of the uh, hardest things that a person goes through in life, um, it's actually not in life, but one of the things that, that is the uh, brought down, that w that's one of the um, hardest things when a person, after a person passes away, is that they don't have the ability to change anymore. As long as a person is alive, then that gives a person the ability to, to change and to make things better, to make things different. We, we all know that we're in a very uh, challenging time, and it's a time where uh, everyone is trying to find how they can contribute to the Jewish people uh, as, as a whole. Um, it's a time where there's a lot of um, pain and there's a lot of people doing different things in different places. And uh, like I've been trying to speak about since the first day of, of the war, is trying to have everyone um, focus and figure out what role they play in, in, in this war. And it's difficult sometimes. It's very difficult sometimes to, to know exactly where you are and what you're doing and where you stand post and what it is that, that you're supposed to do. It gets frustrating um, for those. I can't speak for anyone who is in the army. I can't speak for anyone who's in the physical, literal army, but I could just speak collectively that uh, it's difficult. It's difficult for a person to, you know, in general life, in li life in general is difficult to know what your purpose is. Everybody, everyone is trying to figure out what their purpose is in life. Sometimes in life we have certain glimpses and clarity of what it is that we're trying to do and what it is we're here on this world. Um, it's an honor um, just to introduce a little bit, just to talk a little bit um, to somebody. I assume I could mention your name, Josh. Um, but um, um, when the war broke out, so Josh was actually in America. And um, many people being in America would probably rather just stay in where you're comfortable and not uh, you know, want to put yourself in a dangerous, physically dangerous environment. Um, Josh, who is, who's been part of our yeshiva for how many years now? Five years. Um, Josh is a, a person who is dedicated to the Jewish people. Uh, and it's very obvious that he's dedicated to the Jewish people. Not only was he in uh, sunny Florida uh, and at the beach and chilling, um, for him to get on a plane and for him to come and to know that you're putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation of literal life and death, and the fact that he's part of the yeshiva, um, it's an honor, as I just walked in now and I saw him, I'm like, what, what is this guy doing here? I was just davening for you during Mincha, 
uh, for that he should be safe. So Baruch Hashem, you, you are safe now. You should continue to be safe, you and all the soldiers. Uh, so I'm going to invite Josh to say a few words. I'm not, I, he, doesn't, he didn't want to speak, but I'm forcing him a little bit or encouraging him to, to give us a little bit of a chizek and inspiration to talk. And I'll end off with this one thing, Josh, that we start off this year by saying. And that is, we say, we dive into Hashem and we ask Hashem, you, you'll like this, um, to uh, give us the courage to change the person who we, I'm sorry, to give us the serenity to accept the people we can't change, the courage to change the one who we can change, and the wisdom and humility to know that that person is me. So I don't know if you got that, Josh, as Yitzi was putting on your speaker, but basically that we want to know that there's people who we can't change and there are people who we can change. And we want the serenity to accept the people who we cannot change, right? Accept that I can't change that person and the courage and the humility to change the person who I can and to know that who's that person the wisdom to know that, that I'm the only person who I could change. So um, with that in mind, please, Josh, if you'll uh, join us. Uh, if you want to sit down. I don't know if you want to sit down. Or, okay, so he's going to stand. So, so here we go. So I'm going I'm to start off. I'm going to start off by sharing and asking if you could... Um, you know, when we spoke originally on the on back and forth when the war broke out, um, and you're like, you're trying to get here, why didn't you just stay at home? Like, a normal person, so to speak, would just be like, okay, I'm not, it's not like he was in, he was in the army, but right now he's in Florida, so what am I supposed to do? What made you decide to come out? Honestly, I don't know if I could have lived with myself if I didn't come. I... There's one of my close friends who I served with. He drafted a year after me, but we were in the same Puga, we were together. I saw he was like one of the first people to be killed. His name was Benjamin Leib. Um, and the second I saw that, I was like, there was nothing that was gonna get in my way of coming here and, and defending what he stood up for and what he fought for. Um, yeah, I just, that's, I've worked, I've also, I've worked so hard. I was in the army for two and a half years and this is what I trained for. This is what, like the army, like when you join the army, it's not like two, two and a half years, two years, eight months, and then that's it. You have to, like when there's a war, they're gonna need you. You're gonna be called back, reserves. And it's, it's not, they don't, the army doesn't invest all that money and time into you for two and a half years just for, for a couple months of, of work. It's really something that you do until you're, 50, whatever. Wow. Where, 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 who, who was his friend? He was in your, he was in Chetz? Yeah, he was in Chetz. And he what, was, how did he, what happened? When the, he was part of the, the Chapak Mempe, like he was part of, like whatever, he was with the commander of the unit. And all of the Mempes, the commanders of the companies, they were all called right to, to the Gaza area where 
all the kibbutzim were getting massacred to go and fight off the terrorists over there. And, and he and the Mempe, the, he took a couple soldiers with him. And from what I heard from the Mempe, this soldier that was killed, he took out, like, he took out about 15, 15 terrorists after he was shot in the stomach and he unfortunately didn't make it. Yeah. I don't know if I really, I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I didn't come. Like I, originally I wasn't, I wasn't called back for reserves because I only got released from the army four months ago. Um, and it takes like an, it takes about a year to get put into the system, <coughs> the reserves. Um, and me and my whole team, we were like, no way we're just going to sit at home and do nothing and just watch people get killed. So we all worked hard. We spoke to each one of us spoke to the highest ranking person that we know in the army, and eventually we got put to where we are right now. Wow. And where are you right now? What we're, if you right could now, just share a little bit, like what's a day, what are you guys doing? What's, I mean, whatever, you, whatever you're allowed to say or like Right now what? I'm in a, I'm in a dude called Gdud Shudim Asun 7020, and we're right now stationed in Kibbutz Berry. Which Where's is, that? What's Kibbutz Berry? It's 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 one of the it's like one of the closest kibbutzim to Gaza. There was 200 people either murdered or kidnapped from that kibbutz. Um, there's it's 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 traumatizing going into that like like my like I'm I, I'm probably traumatized. <coughs> but probably you're not probably you're you're traumatized. I I I I, I could show you videos. I I have videos as like. You walk into a house over there and you just see it like right when I got there um, they put us they put us in like people's houses like houses that didn't get destroyed and the house right next door to the house that I was staying in um, it's probably the hardest thing I've ever seen I, I, um, I walked I walk into the house and the first room that you see you walk is right on the left and it's, it's three children sleep in that room. And one bed's about three feet long. One bed's like, whatever, bed's for like a three-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a 10-year-old, let's say. And all of them covered in blood. Um, a couple of days later, I, I met, there was only one survivor from the house, was the mother, she was, out on a run or something, and she heard like gunshots, or whatever. And she went and she hid in a shelter. Um, she came a couple days later to get her stuff in the house, and I don't know. I can't repeat that conversation. It's probably one of the hardest conversations I've ever had in my life. Probably the hardest conversation I've had in my life. A woman who lost her entire family, three children, her husband. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and and you, and you guys are you guys are there now, doing what? You're 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 really, training or I can't you're. Can't really talk about too much about what we're doing, right. but we're training. We're we're yeah we're we're ready and we're just waiting for the call. And you're in that in that kib I'm, I'm in, in that, that kibbutz. kibbutz. Yeah. Meaning your whole pluga is in that kibbutz? Yeah. That's like you guys, that's where you're like stationed? That's where we're stationed, yeah. 
we leave. We and what leave. time do you get up in the morning? Like, what's your schedule? Like, is it like total? It's, like, was is it anything like what? There's what no it was schedule. It's when you were in the army. Mission, you go on a mission. A mission could be a 24-hour mission. The mission could be a 12-hour mission. You guys sleep in beds. You sleep on the floor. So up until now, we were sleeping in people's houses until uh, there was a lot of politics. Whatever, we weren't able to sleep in the houses anymore. So now we're sleeping in uh, in like a lounge for like teenagers. Um, from how many of you? How many guys are there? We're like a, like in my puga, we're, we're like 120. Um, and what about food? All that? Like, you guys? Food. Well, the army only gives us one meal a day, but we get a ton of donations. Like a bunch of uh, citizens come and cook food, and they so bring it to us. So you have food. So we have food. Thank God. Um, we're a bit, of, we're a little bit short on the equipment side because, like the army, only they they called in almost four hundred thousand reserves. Um, they don't have enough equipment to equip all of those reserves. Um, so a lot of guys that I'm with, they don't have like they have like really old vests that you can't even put in ceramic plates that can stop a bullet. Um, they have helmets that like just are very bad. They're useless. Um, yeah. Wow. What would you say to everybody here, like for us, like what? What's just, the? Just continue davening. Like the tefillos, I, I believe 100% that, that the tefillos are saving everyone's life. Every every soldier you daven for, I think it means a lot to that soldier, and also I think Hashem takes that into account when he sees everybody coming together and davening and saying to Helen. Right. Amazing. Anybody have any questions? Anybody curious about something or wanna? Just wanted to say like, thank you. Like I can definitely speak on my behalf. Like, thank you and I respect you like crazy amounts. Thank you, that means a lot. Anybody else? Come on, ask questions, guys. Yeah, go, you. Do you get any, like, when you're, when you're trying to go to sleep and you're in a, a place it's very hard to sleep very hard to sleep because you feel there's such a there's such a you feel it you feel the place stinks you walk down the street it smells like I don't know if you ever smell what a dead body smells like but it it's it the place is filled with death and on top of that you have Baruch Hashem we're taking care of business and there's a lot of um, I guess mortars going off um, but also, you're in a war zone. It's like there's constantly booms and whatever. And then on top of that, they send rockets to us too. And we have we have uh, red alerts when we have to run into bomb shelters at any time of the day or night. And it's yeah, it's just the energy there is terrible. There's it's I, I've never in my life experienced something like this. Um, never. It's, it's, yeah, 
So what keeps you, what, ge what gives you, what has the positive, so for example, like Yehuda's asking, like, like so you, if you're not sleeping at night, is like what keeps you going? What gets you when you're up in the morning? Do the well, guys- Well, sleeping, I haven't really figured out yet. Um, but what keeps me going, what keeps me there is, I constantly, I'm, I'm, uh, people are telling me stories like today, the, the rub of the, uh, of the dude that we're in, he brought us around to the house just to show us like what we're here for, why we're here, and told us like some stories of families that were trying to survive, and 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 yeah, and showed me today, showed me messages that one of the sist, one of the there's there was a family, was a mother was home with one of the daughters, and there were two other daughters that were somewhere else on the kibbutz. They were by their friend's house. I don't know exactly where they were. And terrorists come into the house. This girl, her name is Noga. She's 18 years old. She quickly runs under, under the bed and hides under the bed. She hears gunshots. She figures her mother got killed. Um, the terrorists figure that, okay, they killed whoever was in the house. Um, so they lit the house on fire. And, and while this all was happening, she was on WhatsApp, on her family chat, um, with her two sisters, asking them what to do. Um, and they told her, just, just be very quiet, don't make a sound, um, and try to, try to jump out a window or something and hide in a bush. Um, that's what she did. She jumped out the window, she hid in a bush, and she told her, I'm in a bush, and, but, but they're gonna find me, they're gonna see me. And her sisters told her, be quiet. And that was the last message, last message that she sent. And the army tracked her phone and saw that, she's, that they're, in, they're currently in Gaza. And she tracked this girl's phone? Yeah. And she was, held, she was taken? Yeah. They found her in the bushes and they took her. I mean, she left her phone or whatever. No. She oh, had, they had the they, message. Yeah. They took her, I guess she had her phone on her. They didn't. So it's, so that so meaning that's like we gotta go get them we gotta that's, like yeah that just gave me like I'm I'm going in and I'm I'm gonna get no out of there you know like it's like 18 years old I'm sure there's a lot of you guys that are 18 years old I can't imagine like how you would feel if you were taken by a bunch of animals and who knows what they were doing with you just imagine scared little eight, and that's not to mention there's three year old kids two year old kids that are in there right now. Who knows? Besides for uh, like equipment like tests and ballistic, are you guys, or in general, do you know a lot of bases are missing like clean clothing and? No, so that kind of stuff, like underwear, socks, and all that stuff. Thank God, there's a lot of amazing kids out there that bring us tons of stuff. Like we have shampoo to last us for the next two years, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, just the equipment that it's hard to get. Well, first of all, thank you, Joshua. I appreciate you for what you do for Israel. Um, my question for you is, like, all these things are going on, and I mean, it, it has you have a drive to, to help, which makes sense. It's normal, but you're also like a human being, and sometimes I feel like oh, you're running off sleep, there's death in the air, like. Like, I'm assuming there's times where the spirit and morale is low. Like, how do you, like, breathe, you know, ignite the spark? Especially if you're, like, kind of just sitting waiting right now. Um, I, can't, I can't really say that 
we really we had with last night we had Chabad come. They made a barbecue. They brought like a whole band. They sang for us. But still, it's everybody. Everybody. Everybody I'm with has someone they know that was killed or or knows someone who knows someone that was killed. Motivation doesn't like run out. Like no, there's motivation. It's still depressing being there. It's still it's not an easy place to be. It's it's like yeah, it's. The motivation really comes from these stories that you hear of, of the people that, like what I, the story I said about, about Noga. That's, that's something today that I heard that really, really motivated me. That I want to go in there and, and pave a way and take that child out of the hands of animals. How do you keep yourself safe? I, I don't I, I, I don't know. This is the first time I'm dealing with anything like this. I can't I can't answer that. I'm taking it day by day. I don't. You don't, I don't think know. you don't you, you don't have yeah. time to. You don't yeah. What's it like being here now? What's it like for you to be in the your base medrash and be like talking and being in like? It's, I'm saying I I don't really like talking, publicly speaking, but for Abby I'll do it. Um, uh, but it's 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 a good feeling. To, uh, I know I was here. I came here right before I went. I went to where I was stationed, where I'm stationed right now. And the guys were showing me like the papers that they made. That you guys made of all the, all the guys' names and uh, their davening. And, um, He's Shmuel ben Rachel. He's Shmuel ben Rachel. Yeah. Don't ask how Josh and Shmuel. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say first of all, what you were saying, you said before how like um, you were in America and you just like couldn't say that you had to come and um, like fight in the army. I have a lot of respect for that first of all, so thank you. Um, thank you. Are you able to tell us if you know like what's like how, like what are what's going like what's happening going forward like like plans and stuff? Um, Are you able to like tell us anything? Like what's happening next? That's like <laughs> way, 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 way above my pay grade. Like you even my. That, you were saying that like, um, like oh, I don't know certain things I could say, certain things I can say. Yeah, just what we do certain things that. that like as far as plans going forward, you. No, yeah. As far as plans going forward, I don't know anything. My commander doesn't know anything. My commander's commander doesn't know anything. So who doesn't? <laughs> Only the really, really high up, uh, and it's like that on purpose because if people start knowing the plan, what's going to happen? The enemy is going to find out the plan, and there goes the plan. I have a lot of respect for you, and I think everyone here does like that. You really like, you like, have to go do your thing because you really know what's happening. Like that stuck out when you said that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Again. Thank you. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So I just want to say what you got. What 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 to me is also inspiring is that, you know, I I know Josh. I don't know how many of you guys probably don't know him from, from Waterbury or from back in the day. Maybe a few of you do, but um, Josh is just like everybody. That's that to me is what what gets me a lot because like I'm like Josh is just like everybody sitting here, and then he decides to draft and he's there. And then suddenly, and I've had this with really all the guys who I've spoken to, and it's like very, 
Um, like when you were in the army, when he was in the army before all of this, so obviously it was incredible and great, but it's like you never imagine that Something it's like that, 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 that this is like you're really life and death and really protecting the Jewish people and, and you're really Moser Nefesh, literally. You're literally standing like this and at any day or any moment for that matter, he could be in God. That's why when I, when I walked in and I saw him over there, I'm like, what brings you to this side of the country? And then I'm like, wait one second, actually, what brings you into this country? Like, like he's, uh, you know, going into Gaza is, is, uh, is heavy, to say the least. So I just want everyone here to know that, um, you know, that, that this is not simple. Josh is not an Israeli guy who was drafted because he had to go to the army, you know, and uh, that's big stuff to, to be here and to do it with a big gun. That gun is so big. What type of gun is that? Show us the gun. What is that? It's, a, it's, it's an M4. It's a base of an M4, but it attached to it. Is a grenade? Is that a grenade? The thing that one? makes it look big is the grenade launcher. So you have a grenade? Does he know how to use it? What, what, what does that mean, Moshe? Of course he knows how to use it. Wait, so you, not everyone has a grenade launcher? No. So you know how to yeah. launch grenades? Yeah. That's like your job? Yeah, that's one of my jobs. So you're higher up than most soldiers? No. Well, if you have a grenade thing on your gun? No, it's just I have a different job. I'm there's, there's soldiers that have like heavy machine guns and there's soldiers that have, um, there are sharpshooters. I like, I like what, jo I, I just want to say on what Josh said to what Moshe was saying, like, so you're higher. I like what he says because I think this is something that we can learn a lot um, from the army and from being Moser Nefesh, as he said, and he wasn't being humble, he was being honest. And, that, and he was saying like, I'm not higher, I have a different job. Everybody has a different job. No one's better than the other. Everyone has a different job. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Even even like the commanders, like they're they're commanders, but in the end of the day, they're they're with you. You're on the same. I won't say same level, but they just have a different job. Their their job is to lead you into war. Um, your job is to fight in the war. Is there ever, uh, sorry Yosef, just one, is there ever a moment where you think and then you get scared or you're like, oh my gosh, like I could be in Gaza yeah. shooting at... The going into Gaza petrifies me. It does? Yeah. Did you go in yet? What? Did you go in yet? You probably can't answer that, I, I would assume. Yeah, I can't really talk about anything that has to do with that. But I'm saying, but there is a fear factor that... that yeah, I'm petrified. I... I, yeah, it's going into a war, I'm saying, not, probably not the smartest thing of me, but before I came, I was watching a bunch of uh, war shows, and, uh, and I saw, like, soldiers being murdered, like, massacred, and I don't think that was the best thing, but... Um, the enemy, that's the enemy, Josh. Let's hope. No, no, that's the enemy. You're going to win. You're going to win, and we're all going to win. 
because, because we're the Jewish people and we win. We're netzach. Netzach means, means forever. It also means to win, but it means we're forever. We win forever. We always win. Listen, how many, how many people could say, like I was saying, the, I want to just say something and then we'll get to Yosef and um, Avram, that um, just the fact that you left um, sunny Florida, the beach, the ocean, the restaurants, to go to face war for, your, for the Jewish people, that's a win. You won already. You won already. You won already. Because whether... I can't, I, can't look at, I can't look at it as a win because we've already, we've, already, we've already lost so much. Right. Right. Um, I hear that, right? You're and right. It's, and I don't, I don't feel like... We won. I don't. We, right. We've lost a tremendous amount. Um, there's, there's only one thing we could do to um, call this a win. And what's that? To, to take out. Uh, to take out. I don't know. I really don't know. To change something in Gaza. Something. What's going on there is. It's not normal. It's it's evil. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's beyond disgusting. Yeah. Go Yosef in there. Um, because it's an um, um, right. You were saying before that well, it was your first time experiencing something like this. So I was wondering if that even though you are around other people who are also going through that experience, is it hard to speak your mind and your feelings to other people just because it's just, there's just so much going on in, in your head or so much like just abnormal, like emotions, just like, so is it, is it still hard to be able to let go of that even though other people around you are kind of doing that? 100%. Um, I have, um, I have people with me also that fought in other wars. They were in 2014 in Um There's a few guys, because I'm in Midwim, I'm in reserves. I have some, I have a 37-year-old who's in the same Puga as me, same team as me. Um, and, and I have people that, this is the first time, like, like me, this is the first time they're seeing any sort of death whatsoever. Like I've been to funerals and I've been to whatever, but I've never seen like a dead body. I've never smelt a dead body. I've never seen blood scattered everywhere. I've never seen any of that. Um, but you have people that, that, that you're with and, and, and I do ask them for some advice and, and ask them how they, how, they, how they dealt with it, how they deal with it. Um, and it's not easy. It's really, you gotta, you gotta just keep focus, and you gotta do your job and do what you have to do. You hear that? Isn't that incredible? The own mother. I'm saying what the what what I got from that is that you know he's so focused on mission, on your mission 
and what you're here to do, what you're going to do. His own mother is begging you not to, not to over-dramatize it, but she's telling you not to go, and you're like, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah, there's people in so much and way worse situations than we are in Miami Beach, Florida, you know? There's people that need soldiers to, to protect them. They need soldiers to rescue their family members, brothers or sisters or children that are, that are being held hostage by Mach Shaman. So, and yeah, it's difficult. My mom is a hard one. She's, she's very emotional. All right, well, anybody else, I guess we'll wrap up. All, all I could say is, uh, first of all, thank you. Thank you for, for coming out here and uh, thank you. Well, and and I, I'm, I'm saying more just to thank you for, for agreeing to, to talk to us. I think that uh, there's so much that I just got from you, Josh. I'm happy I did it. Yeah? Because this is honestly the, really the first time that I'm talking, talking about, about this it. stuff. This and this is probably not a drop in the bucket. Yeah, this is, yeah. But listen, it's out now. Right. Well, one thing I want you to know, Josh, and, uh, and you could carry this message back to your base. Maybe we could get a, uh, afterwards we'll get a good picture. But that carry it back um, to your friends that you just came. You know, one of the things I've always said um, with the soldiers with me, and the guys in yeshiva with me is that this is a base, base medrash, this is a base, and you're on a base. And just that you know that each and every one of us here are with you. It's not, you're not alone, and if and when you go into Gaza, you're not alone, and you're carrying all of us with you, we're carrying you, you're carrying us. Another thing that keeps me going, knowing that I have people davening for me. Davening for you, and, and, that, and that you have your, your, the neshamas of your ancestors, you have Klal Yisrael, the tefillahs are with you. You're not, you know, one of the things I, I said is that in order to win a war, the enemy um, you have to have something the enemy does not have. You have to have something that the enemy does not have, whether it's more of something, whether it's stronger of something, whether it's better. One thing that we know that we have that no other nation has is we have Torah, we have Tehillim, we have uh, Tefillah, we have Hashem, we have Klal Yisrael. The Arabs themselves, just that so you know, not to get into history or the way it is, they hate each other. Don't, 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 no one should think. Now, obviously, they all get together to hate us. That's an old story. But ultimately, they'll kill each other. Hamas will kill, will kill whoever they got to kill, whoever gets... Right now, they're killing people. They're anyone ki that's trying to escape anyone Gaza. Anyone who's trying to escape Gaza, they'll kill. They don't, so it's not... You're dealing... So we, the Jewish people, we have the Achtas... We have our Tehillim, we have our Tefillah, we have Hashem. So that, that you, I want you to know that. Emir Tashem, you know, hopefully uh, it won't, you won't have to go in. But if and when you, you go in, 
just know that that grenade launcher is filled with Tehillim and Tefillah and Torah and Achtus of Hevra, of, of, of your Hevra right here, besides all of Klal Yisrael. So you're going in with, with a weapon that, you know, I was speaking to one of our, I think I mentioned this to you guys, I was speaking to someone, I'm not going to say publicly who it was, and he was telling me about what he went through. I'm sure you know, you know, uh, one, of the, one of the Hevra, you know, from Ego, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So he was, he was telling me that he was literally with his Hevra, you know, going into one of these yeshuvim and a tank, uh, a tank was shooting, and he said there's no, there was no reason why the why the mortar of the of the the tank, the 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 ammunition was wouldn't hit them, and it didn't. It kept on going a little bit over here, a little bit over there, and they were able to go forward. It didn't make sense. He told me it did not make sense, and he lost a lot of his friends. So just say you know. Shmuel ben Rachel. So when you say on your the, our holy uh, warriors, when you when you say Shmuel ben Rachel, now you have a uh, face a face to the name, and uh, you know what? Uh, we're we're gonna do a halacha. Josh, you'll do the halacha because the schus. If you don't mind, you'll come. You'll do the halacha with us. So Josh is gonna honor us with this. Uh, if you don't mind, we're up to day twenty-seven, page seventy-five. Yeah, you're going to read? You remember how you can read? Yeah. I'm going to read? Yeah, please. Honor us. Learn some Torah with us. Okay. Teach us some Torah. Go. Where should I start? You're not allowed to engage. Is us to engage? Is us to engage in a conversation through which a negative trait or action can be deducted about someone, even though the negative information was deducted, that was deducted, was not the intention of the conversation. For example... For example, my heart goes out to Israel. He has so many expenses lately. Unfortunately, his wealthy father-in-law doesn't plan on helping him again. So your intention... So your intention is to express your sympathy for Israel. However, since a negative fact is implied about his father-in-law, it is us to, to discuss, discuss it. it. So even though, you, even though you weren't trying to talk negatively about his father-in-law, but by the fact that you said it, you, did, you were able to deduce from that, this negative thing. All you were saying is, I feel bad for Yisrael that his father-in-law is not helping him. So you're not allowed to say that. Sometimes, finish, Some, sometimes you don't even mean... Sometimes you don't even mean to talk negatively about someone. You're trying to bring out a different point altogether, yet if the result is that a negative point is implied about someone, then it's us, sir. For example? For example, it is us to discuss someone's actions as qualities if it will put him in a negative light even if he wasn't obligated to perform this action. For example? I don't understand why he didn't want to chip in for the president. Right. So you're, so you're saying something that um, he didn't have to do it. The guy didn't have to chip in, but it's, by you, but it's still negative. Exactly. All right, guys, what an honor, Josh Shmuel ben Rachel, to learn the Hilchus Lashon Hara. We know that your tongue is a weapon of destruction or building. And we pray with you, Josh, that through the schus of us learning Hilchus Lashon Hara and the Jewish people being Ba'achtas, through that we'll be Zoha together to beat and win and get back all of the hostages and that there'll be no more death, no more sorrow, 
no more pain for the Jewish people. And I have no, can't thank you enough, Josh, for, for putting yourself out there both physically in near Gaza. And this, I guess, is nothing. To sit here and talk to us is nothing. But Hashem should give you all the kochos. Hashem yishmar alecha. We're going to say a quick mishabarach. Did you want to ask him a question? I was going to say a song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great idea. We're going to sing a song. Great. Ari. Ari is in there. I don't know. song. So Josh. Josh, thank you, everyone. Round of applause, Josh. Thank you. Get some pictures. Yeah. So here it is. Oh.